Too black, too strong. Too black, too strong. I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. You don't wanna fuck any character approach me, I let the streets get the best of me, infamy, my destiny. Oh, Chain one, hit me. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Play it open. The scene on the half spotted them more than once. Ass so fat that you can see it from the front. You fuck off my money, don't cop no fleas. Cause I'm a real nigga to fuck with. This is your boy Daniel Ty D Ty 90, also known as the Student Hip Hop, here today with the Falsetto Hip Hop Show. And we're not even going to play around. I'm going to give y'all some of the real shit real quick, and then we can start getting to this little ticky tack shit that I see going on. And it's kind of pointless, but I get it. But before that, Eric B. and Rakim, I know we talked about earlier, uh, about a month ago, they are announcing a tour. I haven't seen tour dates yet, but I'm going to look it up and I'm going to let y'all know what's going on. But apparently they had a show up in, uh, obviously in New York. And at the show, they brought out the governor or a lady that's run for governor. I forgive me. I don't remember her name. But apparently she was in Sex in the City, and that's kind of how she's known. She's known as Lady As from Sex in the City that's running for New York governor. I swear that's kind of how they're kind of, that's how the headlines read for her. But nonetheless, they brought her out of the show. They let her pay her respects to the God of Law, Rakim, and Eric B. And made sure that she clarified Eric B. for president. And she does not want to be the president. She wants to be the governor. So y'all got to recognize. And this was really great. I really like to see this. Sort of the same way we saw in Atlanta where Killer Mike and T.I. were able to get the mayor. uh, I forget. Obviously, I don't remember her name either. Forgive me. I'm in Phoenix. But we're able to get... uh, African-American lady elected or the first African-American mayor in Atlanta, Georgia elected. So hopefully this could kind of be the same thing. She's not black, but I know New York has got a lot of problems, especially with the police, Uh, particularly. Well, they do the whole uh, stop and frisk in New York, and that's the same place with I forget the brother that. I got died, but the brother that got choked out, that was in New York. And Khalif Browder, a lot of terrible shit going on in New York. So whoever we can get to represent us to be in place is great. Now, I'm just going to, I kind of want to dig into this a little bit because what you're seeing here is the power and influence of hip hop. Because ultimately... Whoever the fuck this lady is that's running for governor, we'll give her a name. We'll say 
puppet. So the puppet that's running for governor, this could be any puppet. That show had thousands of people there. And assuming that at least 60 to 70% of those people live in New York and can vote for her, those are probably going to be guaranteed votes because a lot of times you don't necessarily know the person. And if you know, you don't know them that well. Even here in Arizona, the the guy that's running for or the guy that is currently governor is shitty and we're we're worried on getting um new governor soon. It's just a matter of the right guy is looking to run. But the sooner that we can get these puppets into place for us is the only way we're gonna see change for us on this on the level of the government. Because the fact of the matter is nothing has ever been nothing has been done for black people by the government in terms of laws. Nothing. Nothing's been done for us. What the what they say is done for us is done for minority groups, which ultimately doesn't really end up benefiting us. So this really small gesture, I swear, this seems like the smallest gesture pulling out a governor at a show. This is probably the minimum you can do. This is the minimum work. With Atlanta, with Killer Mike and stuff, they actually were campaigning for that bitch. Excuse me, bitch. They're not a bitch. But they were actually campaigning for her. Where they, they went and talked to people and did multiple. They didn't even do that for her. They, were, they had the show scheduled and everything. And they just brought her out. So imagine if we put more into this, what we can get out. And I really, 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 really hope that we get to see more puppets in some of these chairs. And if you continue to follow me through my journey, um, I guarantee you're going to see more. You're going to see me. You're going to see my interaction with some of the puppets. And and hopefully we can see what we can get worked out, get in place. But that's all I'm going to say on that. Just kind of let kind of let that sit in the back of your mind. And the more you see it, the more I want to encourage it. And if anybody is a young artist or a young producer out there, I hope you take these words, words of the wise, and put them into fruition. Now on to the petty shit. When I say petty, I think this is pretty goddamn petty. I don't really understand the purpose of this. So I don't know how it erupted, but there's a feud. A feud is kind of even a strong word. There's just a series of social media tweets going back and forth between T.I. and Gucci Mane. Because Gucci Mane said he invented trap music. And T.I. came with a very good point. And he posted today, Trap Music 2003. Because his second album that he ever put out was called Trap Music. Now, it, if you listen to it, it doesn't really sound like any of the trap music that is currently out. If you listen to the trap music that is currently out, that all sounds like Gucci Man shit. And quite frankly, I'm looking forward to not hearing trap music so often. I swear, every time I check for new albums, and I know it's not the only music out, but every time I check for new albums that are coming out in the hip-hop genre, I swear, at least two to three every single week by major artists, trap beats, trap beats, trap beats, trap beats. 
And I get it. All the hottest producers right now, that's their style. Whether it's Metro Boomin, uh, whether it's Takeith, that's 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 what they've excelled at. That's kind of what they made a name at. And I think that these are good producers. Zaytoven, Sony Digital, they're going they're going to learn as producers, and hopefully, I think they're going to get tapped by other producers. I really like to see them collaborate with a guy, say, like Manny Fresh. Manny Fresh's music is timeless. Manny Fresh made Back That Ass Up. That song, if that song were to come out today, it would be just as big of a hit today as it was 20 years ago. I don't know if it's 20 years ago, but I think it's close to 20 years ago. And if it plays right now, even though it came out then, even though if it plays right now, Everybody loves that song. Everybody's shaking that ass to that song. And that's real that that is a real production. Some some of the some of this trap music, I don't know. It doesn't really feel like it's gonna last. I don't know how much how many songs that I listen to, honestly, from TI or Gucci Man, especially Gucci Man. I can't tell you. No more than three Gucci Man songs that I listen to that are more than a year old. And I can already tell you off that. The one I listen to is Icy. That was my first song. And I know for a lot of other people that was their first Gucci Man song. I still like that song. You know, I still know some of the words for it. That song's dope. But nonetheless. I don't know who exactly should get the credit for starting it. But looking forward to the end of it, I also will say that even if we go with Ti is responsible for Chapman's, if we if we set the press if we set the precedent as that's what we're going with, he is still not the only person. Trap music still wouldn't be around today if it's just for that. Trap music is still around today because of Jeezy and because of Gucci Mane. My personal opinion, I think Jeezy's sort of like the Kobe of it. I think he I think he learned from everything around because even he admits that he's not the greatest lyricist. That's not really kind of his thing. Uh, but this music is is motivational and it's got that trap style. So he learned from the other people around him the same way Kobe learned from Michael Jordan and, and other greats and developed his techniques. And was able to be one of the greatest at it. And I would kind of put Jeezy around in that same realm. Not a lot of it. In terms of music wasn't necessarily innovative. His moves outside of music actually are more innovative. Like with the snowman apparel. That helped him go at the time viral. But viral, you know, he literally was on the news. People trying to ban these t-shirts. That's real shit right there. I, I Gucci and Ti, neither of them, neither of them can touch that. I mean, Gucci Man is doing big things in terms of business, but you know the biggest shit I heard from him recently was his wedding. And it's dope, super dope to, for his wedding is being televised, and I'm glad he's becoming a he's became a household name that to the point where his wedding can be televised. But I don't. That doesn't touch what 
Jeezy is brought is brought to the music and is brought to the culture. And Gucci, with the amount of music that he put out since inception, and I'll put a timeline too. T.I. came out with trap music in 2003. Gucci Mane came out with Trap House 2005. Jeezy's Thug Motivation came out also in 2005. But Jeezy also, his first album came out in 2001, which was actually before T.I. But his first album had sort of kind of a hot boys kind of feel. So I don't know if we're factoring that in with the way uh, of Little Wayne's evolution as a Southern artist as well. Because if you take that into if you take that into account, Jeezy sort of did the music without the name, and that's really kind of the that's really kind of what we're debating back and forth. Because I think it'd be unfair to say Ti was the first one that came out with. A trap style of music because I I can't name any southern artists that were making it before but I assure you if you dig in or if you're from that area in the south that you could probably name a handful at least or a dozen that were making trap music before T.I. came out with the album trap music but nonetheless the ter- the term was coined and we still use it today and to that goes to his credit. But the way Gucci Man molded the sound of trap music is the way trap music sounds right now. Because he birthed all the producers that makes this type of music. Metro, Zaytoven, Sony Digital, the list goes on. So he molded it and he's the reason we still have it today. And he's the reason that Part of part of the element of this style of music is that you put a lot of it out very quickly. And the quality isn't necessarily the most important because it's so 808 heavy. The 808, as long as the beat's knocking, then the lyrics come second. And even 2 Chain said that himself. I, was listening, I just happened to be listening to his Rap Radar interview this morning. 50 to 60% of the song is the beat. Probably close, and honestly, probably closer in this case of trap music, closer to 60 60 to 70% of the music is the beat. And the other 30 to 40% is the lyrics. Which is why some of the music tends to kind of sound, I don't want to be rude to say remedial, but these guys don't, sound remedial, but some of the artists that make this kind of music sound remedial. Either way, though, I'll leave it at this. Sure, I'll give T.I. I'll give T.I. credit for coining the term trap music, and if that counts as starting trap music to you, then give it to him. But nonetheless, you need all three. You need T.I., you need Jeezy, and you need Gucci. Because honestly, Jeezy out of all three is probably the only ones, it's probably my favorite of all the music. Thug Motivation 101 is still a classic album, hands down. Next, 
I think this is a good segue to last week's episode of Atlanta. Childish Campino, Donald Glover, however you want to say his name. A master, nonetheless. Played some creepy white guy. And there's different layers to the show, and, and I'm not going to get into that at the moment. But he made an interesting, he asked an interesting question, really just kind of in passing. But I kept thinking about it, and it couldn't shake me. And he said, rap, rap music. It never really left his infancy. It never really left its infancy, did it? And I said, what? It never left its infancy. Well, rap or, or hip-hop, either one, we'll say, we'll, we'll say specifically hip-hop because you... There were some forms of rapping very loosely, but there was forms of rapping before where that's kind of where some of the early artists took it to took it from. But nonetheless, we say hip hop late 70s and to this point. So mm, that's going on almost 40 years. So about 40 years. And as a music genre, 40 years, obviously, for a person isn't, you know, you're getting towards middle age, you're kind of middle age. But as a genre, in comparison, kind of is young. And it, it, it really depends on how you want to slice up the shit. Because I go, I just for shits and giggles, I Google the term. A little classical music. So classical music is such like Beethoven, Bach, shit like that. Composers. That's what's that's what is in the music world considered as classical. But even I didn't realize when I look it up, they there's still new modern music that they consider contemporary classical, which is an oxymoron. Doesn't make any sense to me. But nonetheless, they it's it's looked at as if classical music is still relevant music that has been put in out. So I said, huh? Okay. And I know I know the they like to play that Beethoven shit and in elementary school they played it and it was in the Looney Tunes. But a lot of that shit came out in the 18 and 1700s. And I don't really know. Yeah, there is sort of like orchestra type music. And if we go along with that, you usually there's music that's used for movies, honestly, is really what it ends up being used for a lot. Movies and plays and such. But if we take it as that's still a, a form of music that's going on couple centuries, couple few centuries. And I said, okay, well, country music. Country music couldn't have been along that long, but there's when they when when I Google country and I'm going and this is me just speaking off of what I read off the internet and not my personal opinions yet. But from what I read they're, they include all the different forms of country. So fucking 
square dancing country music that's different than bluegrass and that's different than fucking Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is different than Conway Twitty and whatever. I'm not I'm not familiar with country music at all, but nonetheless, I Google country music. There's at least a hundred years worth of different subgenres that they account for. And I didn't dig into all of them, but I kind of just looked for the overview. So I said, okay. Well, if if we're going to include subgenres, that's fair. Now I'm going to stop there, put a pin in that, and I'm going to come back. So then my, my initial thought when this comment was made in my head was rock music. Because rock music has sort of died. We'll say sort of. Rock music has died. That's why we keep seeing these fucking Aerosmith bands that could sell out stadiums. Metallica came last year and they sold out the Cardinal Stadium, a football stadium. That is about as big as you get. And these aren't cheap tickets. They were $100 tickets. Now, why can they do this? Because there aren't any younger bands underneath them that are doing good music as well. I couldn't tell you one rock band. And rock, again, is a subjective term, is a subjective sort of genre because there's a lot of music that either created rock, inspired rock, or was an original form of rock, like, say, James Brown, that they don't put in that category. But for the sake of the argument, I'm going to play I'm gonna play by their rules. So let's go with the Metallicas, the Aerosmith, the rock and roll type shit, where it's a Bane and some, some nigga, some, goof, uh, some goofy puppet with long hair screaming into a microphone. We'll go with that. I can't tell you one that came out in the last 10 years. Probably the most recent ones are probably like Maroon 5, shit like that. And that's, and I don't think, my personal opinion, I don't think a true rock and roll enthusiast would consider that rock and roll. So ultimately, it died. I think it's kind of fair for everybody to say. Nothing else really came out and it's died. So why did it die? Well, it died because it didn't ever change. It stayed the same. So we kind of got the best that there ever was. And then that was it. So from rock and roll, they got the heavy metal, the punk, the grunge, and all that shit. And all that went through its phases, and it got phased out, and people didn't really want to listen to it anymore. And I was some people that still do, but people didn't really want to listen to that, the younger audience anymore. So the audience so it stopped creating a young audience because it didn't change. Young people don't necessarily want to listen to people that are 20, 15 years older than them. As much as I love Tupac or as as much as I love like LL Cool J, I'll say like LL Cool J. I love his music. 
Love Slick Rick, Spaghetti Kane. I love that music. I didn't grow up on that music though, so it's different. I don't necessarily listen to it on a regular basis. The stuff I listen to on the regular basis is mm, well, I'm kind of weird, but I listen to more actually more modern Ice Cube. And when I say modern, probably Lethal Injection and earlier. So when he did the West Side Connection, a lot of Dub C, a lot of Too Short, Snoop Dogg. That's sort of my that's sort of my lane. And then when I was growing up, I had Fifty Cent, I had Ludacris, Little Bow Wow. Honestly, we're keeping it a buck. Little Bow Wow, shit like that. So that shit ends up getting bumped more around what I listen to. Because that, that's the younger. And it didn't evolve. Well, hip-hop, it actually has done both. Not only does it have multiple different sub-genres, but it created a multitude of sub-genres so much faster than these other genres of music. When I look up country music and classical music, it took around 10 to 15 years for it to create two to three sub-genres. Over the course of five years, hip hop will create two to three subgenres. Whether you got this sort of kind of weirdo rap with Tyler the Creator, you've got sort of a swag rap with two chains, you got mumble rap with Lil Zifer, Lil Yachty, and that's just that's just more recent. In the 90s, there were so many different artists, you know, between Wu-Tang Clan, Wu-Tang Clan, EPMD, Snoop, Ice Cube, NWA, um, forgive me, I'm, I'm blanking out, Pac, Big, Jay-Z, Nas, Tribe, all those guys, they all sounded different. You know, Tribe Called Quest had more of a more of a jazz feel. Public Enemy had more uh had more funk. Funk mixed with rock. And then Ice Cube's personal stuff had a similar funk with rock, but then went even funkier with the West Coast 808. And you got too short. So um within over the course of a couple of years, probably at least every year minimum you had a different type of subgenre that isn't that isn't recognized but as a hip hop enthusiast or a student of hip hop you recognize these different subgenres of hip hop you know although tribal quest has got that more jazzy feel so then Nas's Illmatic had a similar feel but then when Nas did it was written it was different and then we did the firm it had more West Coast than a Dr. Dre, but still kept the East Coast feel. And then I started to think, okay, well, if you create one subgenre a year for 10 years, you basically did a cycle of every other genre. What it took country music to do, hip hop was able to do over maybe a, two years. 
what they could do in 10, which is why they've actually, which is why country music, although it's still, it's maintaining, but part of the reason it's maintaining is because it's gotten life from hip hop. It's gotten an, it's gotten an ejection with people like Nelly going and doing that country grammar shit with them. It got an injection with Taylor Swift and Kanye West giving her a promo. She got so... And this this kind of goes unsaid, but Taylor Swift would not be as global as she is right now without Kanye doing the shit he did. That was a motherfucking stimulus package for Taylor Swift. Yes, she was popular. Yes, she had a hit song. Yes, she had a hit album at that time. But that shit would have plateaued super quick. Taylor Swift ended up turning into a household name because of that. Because Kanye West was already a household name. Taylor Swift wasn't a household name at that time. But she has been ever since. Because that moment was so memorable. And because Kanye West is such a... Uh, in such a an influential icon within hip hop, she's cemented. She just got cemented in the stimulus package. And then, uh, even if you want to go a different route, you want to say the voice. I forget the guy in the voice. I think it's Blake Shelton. Yeah, he keeps winning because the people that watch the show, he makes the music they like. Uh, but motherfucking CeeLo Green got that show on and popping when he was on the first season. The only reason he couldn't come back is because he had that, that rape charge that we won't talk about. But he's the one that got that shit popping. And then that helped Blake Shelton's career and got his shit popping again. So country music is thriving off our crumbs right now. I'll say it again. Country music is thriving off the crumbs of hip-hop right now. That is the only reason for the little bump it's seen. That's it. And, and to be perfectly honest, I would, I think at some point in time, there may be, they're probably going to get another insurgence. I, I think, I think there is going to be more people that are going to try and, are going to try and do that switch. Motherfuckers are going to try and do Country Thunder. And I hope not. Honestly, I hope not. You go, you Don't go over there. Don't over. Let that shit die out. Please. I'm so sick of hearing fucking country music. But that's a, that's a rant for another day. But to answer the initial question, is hip-hop in its infancy? No. It's not. Right now, we're seeing... Right now, and I've said it before, we're seeing the purge of mumble rap. And we're seeing lyricism come back. And lyricism was probably, i say, at its peak. And I'd probably say it peaked in the mid-90s. I'll say big. Nas, big, J. I think that's where it peaked. Because then after that, then we got DMX. We got Ja Rule. And after that, the real, the, but the, if you notice, the lyricists that have 
remain true in hip hop throughout that time. So like your J. Cole, your Kendricks, your Big Sean, all of them were birthed from legendary hip hop artists. So J. Cole was birthed from Jay-Z. Kendrick was birthed from Dr. Dre. We say Big Sean. Big Sean was birthed from Kanye. And then all these little in-betweens, they weren't birth. They weren't birth. They didn't get the stamp. They may have got the stamp at some point. Gucci Man ended up getting getting the stamp at some point. Drake ended up getting the stamp at some point. But they and actually, you know what? Let me take back. Let me take back Drake. Drake also was brought in by Lil Wayne. It's just if forgive me, different era, different time. Same era as J. Cole and Kendrick, but Lil Wayne's era is kinda a little bit earlier because it's 2000s is where it's really is on and popping. But no, it's not in its infancy. Hip hop is forty year old man, nigga. But it is a for hip hop is LeBron James. 15 years, 82 games, no injuries. That's what the fuck hip-hop is. LeBron James. I like that shit. Hip. LeBron James. Hip-hop is the LeBron James of music. Everybody else is copycats. Everybody else to say is... Everybody else... To say they may do this. Nah, that ain't going to happen. Because at the end of the day, the billionaire artists are hip-hop artists or producers. Jay-Z, Dre, Diddy. All right, it's time for our next segment. The next segment, hater or opinion. Y'all let me know in the comments and tweet me. You let me know my hating or is this just my opinion? Now, my initial, and I, and I may explain myself. I'm going to explain myself. This came into my mind because of Nicki Minaj posting on Instagram that she's got new music coming this Thursday. This Thursday, two days, two days, less than 48 hours. And I thought to myself, damn. Nicki Minaj is not going to let Cardi B take that spot. No, she's not. No, she's not. And it's a little bit of both. Nicki Minaj is not letting Cardi B take the spot. But at the same time, Nicki Minaj is getting an extra boost because Cardi B's album just came out. So it's like, ooh, controversy. Ooh, controversy. And I don't know if there is there. I think it's more just, you know, protecting the throne. Watch the throne. But this is my this was my opinion on it. And it's my opinion. I feel the way about Cardi B is the way I feel about Tory Lanez. I love Tory Lanez's album. And I listen to it pretty regularly. I listen to it at least once or twice a week. But I know. I know as soon as Drake puts an album out, I am not going to touch that Tory Lanez album. I'm not. It 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 sounds too similar, but it's not as good. It's it's not it's not as good as any of Drake. Maybe Drake and this is not 
Tory Lane's best project, I say this is best project so far. It still is maybe Drake's worst project right now. And I don't think it, I don't think it's gonna it's it'll probably last as long as the average Drake project does. And again, it's not a knock. Because Tory Lanez is coming to Phoenix soon and I wanna see him in Phoenix. I'm gonna go to the show in Tory, so don't get mad. I'm gonna put my money up. I'm, Cause I'm a fan at the end of the day. I'm a fan. And as a fan, there isn't enough distinction for me that once the real shit comes by, I'm gonna keep listening to you. It feels like I'm eating generic. When I listen to Cardi B and Tory Lanez, it feels like I'm eating generic potato chips. It, I don't, if I'm eating a bag of potato chips, I don't want to say potato chips on the bag. I want to say Lay's or Ruffles, Doritos. I don't want to say barbecue potato chips on the bag. That's what the fuck Cardi B and Tory Lanez are. So the same way Nicki Minaj is coming in, and these songs are supposed to be solo songs. So if this music is good, Cardi B's in trouble. Cardi B's in trouble. It's a good thing she's doing them interviews right now. It's a good thing she got all her shows booked and everything right now. She better get her streams while she can. It's a good thing she already went gold. I'm a fan. Don't get it twisted. I'm a fan of Cardi B. I listen to Gangster Bitch Volume 2. You know, I was bumping Lick before Bodak Yellow. You know, I if I need to, I can go back and find those Instagram pictures that I like and shit. If y'all want me to. But you let me know if I'm just being a hater or if this is just my opinion. Is my opinion valid, is valid or not? Now, for the final segment. Segment I like to call knocking boots. And I was gonna start off with this top I was gonna start off with this topic, but I wanted to let it sit and marinate for a little bit. Cause it was it's odd but it's good. I think it's I think it's ultimately good and it reinforces a thought that I've always had. So the story is is young MA. You may know Young MA for having a hit song, but not any albums put out. Apparently, this is some of the promo for her album. I don't know why it takes two years, but nonetheless, we're supposed to be finally getting a young young MA album. But she looks like she was tapped by Pornhub to direct a porn video. Because obviously she's a lesbian, so her sexuality has has been it's been a topic of discussion. It's not something that you can, you know, regularly ignore. Usually it's always pretty straightforward for female rappers. You know, you you may kind of dress like a tomboy, but but normally we're gonna sell the sex for it. I think the only major female rapper, and, and when I say major, I say mainstream female rapper that was able to get by without it was probably Missy Elliott. And even then, Missy Elliott still looked good. It was, she wasn't ugly. Young and May, Young and May's kind of ugly. Now let me rephrase. Young and May's ugly as fuck. Her braids are tight, though. I will say, I've seen her braids are super tight. 
But so she's directing a porn video, lesbian porn videos. I think it's a lesbian orgy. She was brought in and you check out the video. Uh, I forget where the video is posted, but it's it's official, you know, females with the Pornhub T-shirts and everything. Uh, she's out there telling telling them, oh, act like this and do this and get into positions and all this other crazy shit. And at the end of the day, it's it's porn. So the, obviously they could get by with a mediocre director. That's me being generous. It could do that. So with that said, I like this move because I feel like this is a mark. I feel like this is an avenue in terms of marketing and and making ground as a as a hip hop artist is porn. Porn, IG models, thought strippers. If you notice. Anytime the the plug is very easy for this industry. When I say the plug, Kim Kardashian is still here, a millionaire, a household name off of some mediocre sex with Ray J. Lisa Ann also cemented herself when she got in Eminem's music video. Also, there's a multitude. Cardi B is achieving some of not I won't say the but some of is achieving accolades we haven't seen for artists very quickly. And she was a stripper before. And I, the trend I also noticed on and particularly on social media is. Any strippers that get their name regularly mentioned by artists or are seen with pictures with different rappers and such or producers, they also are cemented in the fabric of hip hop, i.e. Amber Rose. Amber Rose has so much goddamn popularity from Kanye West and a baby with Wiz Khalifa, that she raised the profile of 21 Savage. 21 Savage is on motherfucking Ellen. I I don't understand, nigga. I don't understand a nigga named 21 Savage with the hair he has, with a tattoo of a dagger in the middle of his forehead on Ellen. I'm not mad at it. I'm not hating it. I'm glad he's he's able to do that. But that shit is fucking crazy. And not crazy. It's interesting. It's a it's a route to go. And I always feel a little some type of way because I see Ellen Hardcore is grabbing on to anything hip hop right now for a buzz. Any fuck anything on social media, anybody that gets popping on social media. It has a rap song playing in the background or mentions the rapper's name. She is on that shit like like a fucking dyke on some pussy. (laughs) But my point is 
or I'll even throw in one more example. Drake and Rick Ross, who also Drake regularly mentioned strippers and his strippers fucking have. How, I, why do strippers have their jerseys retired in strip clubs? You want to know why? Because they fuck Drake. And one of them, and the ones, and there was a couple too that fuck Rick Ross. They also got jerseys retired. And, you know, these bi- these bitches end up getting passed around and shit, but they're regularly in it. Fucking Karushi also is a regular name in hip hop. And these, it's not for doing anything other than either being near rappers or just having sex with rappers. That, that's about it. That's about it. So you can't tell me that that hip-hop being involved in in porn, that shit's not going to pop. That shit will pop. I don't know the best way to integrate some of the, some of the marketing of music and shit into that, uh, but there's a lot of different ways you can do it. And, you know, I'm not going to give away no secrets on here, but just ponder that. Just think about that. My personal opinion, that's a great way to go. I don't know when we'll see it. It's difficult because of how taboo it is to talk about. You you know, typically when you have mainstream sex, you, you always have to avoid taboo topics. Even though this is like the most visited website in the world. So people are there, people just aren't talking about it. But that's all I have for y'all today. This is Daniel Ty, D Ty 90, also known as a student hip hop, here today with the Falsetto Hip Hop Show. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good night.